0: Three, two, one, and we are back. And this is day three. And what we're focusing on, on this week are the 10 most popular and I think the 10 most common real estate business and lead generation systems. These are the things that most real, real estate agents focus most of their efforts on in order to produce real estate leads and to close transactions and obviously help people and make money. Now, each of these things have their pluses and their minuses. What we're doing this week is we're reviewing, rating, commenting, giving the pluses and minuses of each of these. And we're leaving it up for you to decide. Now, as we progress Um, to the next uh, popular real estate lead generation systems, we are going to start focusing more on the things that are going to require a higher skill level. We did intentionally start out with the lower skill stuff first but ultimately what we want you to keep in mind is your goal, your mission in life is to build your own lead generation uh, wheel. And that again, as an analogy, I'll just go through it quick in case you have listened to the first two shows this week in this series, which you should have is the spokes on the wheel analogy and this is in our best-selling book, Harris Rules uh, as well. And the concept is, is you want to build a a uh, spoke-based business. And each spoke represents a viable source of predictable and duplicatable business. Imagine a bicycle wheel. Imagine a bicycle wheel with one spoke. Well, that wheel obviously isn't going to have very much integrity, very much strength. And as you're rolling down the road with a one-spoke wheel and you hit a pebble in the road, guess what happens? The wheel is going to collapse and you're going to be in harm's way. A lot of you, without knowing it, have built one-spoke wheeled businesses, lead generation businesses, and you're discovering, unfortunately, because of the changing market, that guess what? You should have had multiple spokes. So what we're going to do and what we have been doing so far in this series is walking you through, again, all the pluses and minuses of the most common systems or in our vernacular spokes, and then you decide which are the most, um, you know, viable for you. Because frankly, some of you who are new agents, you might have a, you know, or maybe even experienced agents, you might have a lot of really in-depth, powerful um, sales experience. And that's great. So you're going to want to focus on where your strengths and your weaknesses are. And some of you are never going to want to do any videos. You're never going to to do any real, you know, look at me social media type stuff. Well, but you'll be more than happy to work on probate. So you're going to have to decide what works best for you. And then when deciding, please do remember, not all these things work at the same level or at the same speed. So it really does um, factor into your business uh, model is if you're going to have the time and frankly the money to make these things work because some of them will take years to actually work while others you can get results almost immediately so Julie let's yes. focus on the next one which is going to be new construction
1: okay you got it so let's talk about new construction as an avenue of creating sustainable predictable duplicatable especially listing business but of course along with that will come buyers now in premier coaching we have a very robust built out new construction a system that explains from the easiest way to use new construction to the most advanced. Now, I'll give them a little smattering of that. The easiest is for you to connect with new construction, new build uh, salespeople, because they have people literally walking into their office every single day, wondering about their model homes and considering building with them. Now, why are they potentially a great lead source, because along with those buyers coming in to build new construction, many of those buyers have homes to sell, especially when we're talking about middle and upper range price ranges. So what happens to that resale lead? Now, I like this as a way to get into new construction because you're not asking for a new construction listing lead. There's not a ton of skill necessary. You're not going to hear many objection handlers. And you can again have one contact, new build rep. Multiple opportunities and scale it up. Second new build wrap, different area of town, different price range, and have that lead flow. That's just one avenue of new construction. Of course, moving up the food chain, you can list new construction for small and medium sized builders, the even upper,
0: luxury builders. Well, why small and medium? Because the big ones, the DR Hortons of the world, are going to have their own on site sales team and they're going to put all their listings with them. But I have to say, in a changing market like what we're experiencing now, a lot of the even the biggest builders are starting to list their properties. Mm-hmm. So that creates more of an opportunity for you as well. Never be afraid to ask any at any level uh, a builder for listings. You might be surprised what they're willing to toss your way. There are, there's an un, a record number of homes that were uh, being built with All these builders and the buyers are backing out of the builds because of the interest rates. And if those builders aren't able to buy the interest rates down, we did podcasts on that before. You're going to see a lot of these homes that were you know built to order are going to become spec homes, which means they're becoming inventory homes for the builders. Builders don't want inventory homes. That is a essentially a black mark on their balance sheet. They want to get rid of those. So you might be surprised sometimes you can pick up those listings. The way to kind of I think win one of those listings is if you sell. A new construction home for the buy or for the builder. Ask them for a listing. That it really works well in the small and medium size. When Julie and I sold real estate, that's what we did. We'd bring a buyer to a luxury builder, and we would sort of say, you know, we, you know, in our particular area, New Albany, there was always a builder that had one or two specs, and that would be the one that we bring. And the builders, we eventually worked out a deal that if we sell one of their specs, they're going to list one of their specs with us, and that worked fantastic. So open your mind to new construction. Now, what is the Downside of new construction. The, the plus side is is like similar to notice to default, likes. I'm sorry, like similar to probate and some of the other things. It's one relationship, it's multiple transactions. We love one relationship, mm-hmm. multiple transactions. A beautiful thing. Oh, and by the way, you can also become a new build rep and work with the builders directly. Be careful with that because most of the builders aren't going to want you to do any deals outside of their particular, you know, selling their new construction. So you might limit your ability to actually uh, build and scale your business. But I will say there have been a lot of our best coaching clients have actually been former new build reps who have sold hundreds of homes in some mm-hmm. cases for builders and then went off to become resale agents and then have this relationship with those build clients and have gone off to be, you know, frankly, multimillionaires in some cases. Well,
1: there's so many different avenues that you can follow for a new construction. You are talking about uh, perhaps working actually with the builder as a new build rep. You don't. The I think the thing to remember with new construction is there are many different types of opportunities. You don't know if you don't ask, and what you're asking for, you may get something completely unrelated in return. I'll give you an example. One of our coaching clients, and she's in Texas. I can't remember if it was KB Homes or DR Horton, one, which is a big kind of track builder, Huge. thousands of homes, hundreds of neighborhoods, especially in Texas. And the deal that they worked out was they had a newer area just starting to go up. It was a little bit further off the beaten path, hadn't been built out yet. They didn't have a new build rep ready. And the deal they made with her was, you can sit in in the model home as we're constructing all of this. And they, they had a commission deal with her. If, the, if she sells, they, she was not working for the builder. She was just working with the builder. If she sells any of the either DR or KB home, this is your, your percentage. If they don't build with us, you get to keep the lead. You can work it three days a week. You can sell our spec homes. And you don't have to be an employee of the builder. They just needed somebody to start working that model. Now, that was unexpected to her. She was there asking to uh, actually list some spec homes, but she turned that into business. So the point is, there's lots of different ways. You can bring land to a builder. Once you get a bit more advanced with this, you can sell them the land. You can represent them on the build. You can bring the buyers. You can get both sides and then lather, rinse, repeat
0: in your market, this might not be a viable spoke. In your market, there might not be enough of this to really make a go of it. Now, what are the pluses and the minuses? We just gave you a bunch of pluses. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we really love this spoke. Uh, What are the downsides? Frankly, again, lack of opportunity depending on where you live. Mm -hmm. And it's not predictable and it's not duplicatable. What do we mean by that? You cannot wake up. This is what we want for all of you, basically. We want you to be able to wake up in the morning and every single day set a pre-qualified listing appointment. That is the goal that we coach all of you towards, is to Have that level of control, knowledge that you can every single day be in direct contact with a motivated seller. And once you know what to say and how to say it, you can have that person become one of your future listings and future paychecks. That is the ultimate goal that all of you should strive for because that gives you du- a predictable, duplicatable business and predictable, duplicatable cash flow. And that makes your lives a hell of a lot easier. It's
1: freedom at the end of the day. It
0: is. Absolutely. So new construction has a lot of pluses. Um, and it is a spoke that all of you, if it's viable in your market, uh, it's a definite spoke you should have definitely on your wheel. We really like it. Um, and yeah, there it is. So let's move on to the next one unless you you look well. Like you had I had
1: one more thing to add and and you know, we've done dedicated podcast series about how to work new construction, and there is a huge section in Premier Coaching about it. Uh, One of the things that you can do, we talked about listing spec homes. You can certainly sell those. You can work a parade of homes. One of our coaching clients just looked at what hadn't sold from a parade of homes prospected that seller and actually listed that and sold it in less than one weekend.
0: All right. Next up. Now, remember, you're choosing which of these spokes are most viable for you. And again, when building your spokes in the wheel, please do not make the mistake of bouncing from one spoke to the next to the next mm-hmm. without actually having made the uh, the spoke you're working on actually work. So don't just say, well, this week I'm going to be working on this, that and the other.
1: or I'm going to try that.
0: Exactly. So then you're just going to end up with basically a big You know, bucket of nothing. That's unfortunately what a lot of agents do. And again, choosing wisely which spoke you're going to work on, do calculate into your, you know, calculus Mm -hmm. how long it's going to take to see results, how much money it's going to take, if any money at all, and how much skill it's going to take. And ultimately, your willingness to actually do make the effort. Don't lie to yourself that you're going to be the social networking famous YouTube star of your marketplace. But the reality of it is, is that you, there's nothing anyone will ever be able to do to get you to do a video. You guys get the point or, you know, don't tell yourself, well, I'm going to become the biggest reload. I'm sorry, the biggest, uh, let's say for example, distressed real estate agent in your market. But there's like three. Uh, you know, just distri- exactly total, re- yeah. Re- you, you might guys- have a
1: hundred percent of them, but it's a hundred percent of only three deals. Now,
0: if your half for sale price happens to be like you know 20 million, well, well go for you're it. Good. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about the next one. The next one is going to be relocation companies. Now, this is again, um, we're going to give the pluses and let's give them the minuses. Okay? Yes, this
1: one is actually pretty succinct. So, relocation companies come in a couple of different flavors there is corporate relocation. Where there is a relocation company that handles executive reloads and they have relationships with different brokers and sometimes different agents. That and then there are uh, relocation through human resources in a company that maybe I'm not big enough to use a corporate reload company, but I send, you know, I do corporate relocation for my executives and I might have an agent relationship. Now, good thing they absolutely are motivated. They're either buyers or sellers. They are moving to a new town, taking a new job, and they have a real estate need. That is true. The intention is there. Downside, really hefty referral fees.
0: Well, so you can get a relo listing lead, you can get a relo buyer lead, and we, again, this is dependent on your market. This math actually might work, or it might not work. And let's before we get to the negative, sure. let's really drill down on the positive. Yeah. The positive is it actually can be after you've earned, um, frankly, a reputation of being able to do a good job for the relo company you can actually get a fairly decent supply of leads from relocation companies. Yeah, good lead flow. You can get good lead flow, but you've got to really do a good job of securing your relationship. And I'll give you an example. If they send you, you you will sign up for a reload company. You'll get um, you know an opportunity to go on a listing appointment. If you don't list that house, they're not going to send you another lead. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to you know, essentially give it to future opportunities to other people. So reload business, if you're working higher end and you're working with reload buyers, oddly enough, that sometimes is actually fun business because those buyers have to buy pretty much right away. Oh, they're
1: highly motivated. Exactly. They've probably already sold the house wherever they're coming from. They have a specific deadline and they are pre-qualified or cash. Well,
0: oftentimes, even if they haven't sold their old house, part of their relocation package with yeah. their employer is the employer is going to buy the house. So that is frankly, become very rare. The reality of it is, is that does happen. So when you are uh, thinking about whether or not you want to add relocation spoke to your wheel, we would encourage you to do it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely positively do it because you will have then more opportunities to, uh, frankly, say no to. And why would you say no to relocation? Julie alluded to it. They relocation fees are onerous. Now, I'll give you some math on this and it depends on what company you work for. But I will give you something that I know from um, actually talking with the director of relocation for the company Julie and I are associated with, eXp Realty. Now, she used to work, I think it was for Caldwell Banker or Prudential. I don't remember Mm -hmm. which one. And she was explaining to me that when you're with one of those companies, you're getting your relocation leads primarily from... Sendent? No, it used to be Sendent. I forget. Yeah. One of the big reload companies. And you'd get a reload lead. And here's how it would work. The relocation referral fee would be... Are you ready for this, listeners? Cardis, it was Cardis, good girl. It was 42%, so a 42% referral fee. So if you are working with one of these companies, you would get a, and let's say you had a 6% royalty fee off the top, and then because it was a reload lead, you were automatically put on a 50-50 uh, commission split, no matter what your previous split was. Maybe you were 80-20, but it's a RELO lead. Now it's 50-50. Mm-hmm. And then you have to pay the 42% referral fee.
1: And we haven't even talked about your marketing costs of actually doing the deal or anything like that, transaction fees and all the rest.
0: Now, sometimes it's not all those things, but the bottom line is most agents doing RELO are working for around 20 or maybe 25%. Of the gross commission. That's what they're actually making. Now, if the reload lead is for $10,000 and the net you'd make before your personal time and expenses, and don't forget that buyer's going to want you to buy them Starbucks every time, you know, <laughs> yeah. your fee, you're going to make $2,500 before expenses. That might be too expensive for you to pursue. This is the downside. But if you're a new agent or if you're, you know, it, you, you decide. It gets it's your, you some
1: experience. It's certainly. your decision.
0: Well, and you could hypothetically have a shot at that uh, person when they say on the buy side, when they go to sell. Right. Um, of course, they're might be a real fee associated with that as well now uh it gets on the listing side though you can frankly generate a lot of potential other business from that listing Mm -hmm. which again is a great source of future business so depending on where you are and frankly depending on what your sale price is relocation is good or bad or indifferent if you have a higher sale price or if you're working for up with upper end like when julie and i sold real estate we would work Relo on um, Relo listings, and the listings were mostly around a million dollars. And even with the referral fees, though I have to say the referral fees back then barely went over thirty percent. Yes. and Julie and I were with hundred we were with Remax then, so we didn't have that much expense other than the re, the referral fee. Um, that business actually made sense for us.
1: Well, it did, and here's the way to look at it. It's it, when you're talking about relocation, you've got that big fee. It's not just that house. Your job is to do something with that listing. So for us, getting even though we had a fee on it, A million-dollar listing in New Albany Country Club, which was our target market, doing open houses and, you know, all the activity that uh, a listing allows you to do, which will generate off of that listing. I always looked at that as that was the catnip for the rest of the market, right? Now, if you just sit on it and you don't do anything and wait for it to sell itself, you're not going to benefit as much. So I think the value is in the listing itself and what you spin off from it.
0: Now, we are going to talk about referral fee companies which are different than Relo, fee, uh, Relo companies tomorrow. But if you're, let me just say this. Um, again, I was speaking to the gal that's the director of EXP Relocation. Now, obviously this isn't relevant to all of you who are in a DXP. But if you're a DXP, you need to contact, you need to become Relo certified VXP. Cause on my last conversation, she had twelve hundred reload leads that had to be assigned to agents, and there weren't enough agents because of the reload department at EXP was uh, scaling up really, really fast. And yes, EXP gets re- reload referrals even from Cardus. So the reality of it is, is a lot of you need to be absolutely doing reload. It is a really great source of business, but you do the math. Don't just take a reload lead without having actually figured out whether it makes sense for you financially. Otherwise, frankly, you're gonna. And wish you wouldn't have done it because you won't have anything to show for it financially. And gas isn't exactly cheap nowadays, and Mm -hmm. Starbucks isn't cheap, and you know, all the rest of it. But relocation, depending on your predicament, is actually a great idea. By the way, yes, Julie and I are associated with eXp Realty. And if you're looking for a brokerage that's going to be, frankly, built for this new market, we strongly encourage you to consider Julie and I as your sponsors of eXp Realty. If you'd like to talk with me about eXp Realty, please text me directly. And yes, this is my real text Mm -hmm. number, 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. Let's have a conversation about eXp Realty. Let's have a conversation about whether Julie and I are the right sponsors for you at eXp Realty. If you've already chosen your sponsor, stick with the sponsor you've already chosen. But for the rest of you who are looking for a sponsor that's going to be very proactive in your success at eXp Realty, please do consider Julie and I and text me directly at 512-758-0206. So, Julie, I think we've given them a lot of information, yes. a lot of to-dos. Mm-hmm. Um, and if- if you're not with EXP and, or if you're with a different uh, company that has Relo, in some cases your larger brokerages do have Relo and you're going to have to poke around and find out who it is, who who is actually in charge of it and do make the effort to get those relationships because they can be great long-term sources of business, albeit very, very, very expensive sources of business.
1: Yes. Well, let's say I'm a listing agent that usually has five actives. Maybe I want to get to having 10 actives. This is a great supplemental tool to help boost your listing inventory. You don't have to do it all the time, but this is a, a great supplemental. So lots of this on coaching in the coaching program as well.
0: All right, guys, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals and at least the United States, um, and we'll pick up tomorrow where we left off today. Have a fantastic day.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com